Hey listener, welcome to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hope you survived the experience. The Comic Relief Podcast is an unscripted discussion about the pop culture surrounding comic books with your hosts, Uncanny Thomas Logue and Mighty Michael Moran. My name is Michael Moreno. I got into comics when I was about 11. Uh, just happened to go to a grocery store with my mom one day. I saw X-Men 2 on the, you know how like when you go to a grocery store or 7-Eleven, they have the spinning racks. They're I saw, all mangled. They totally were, man. And I, I destroyed that comic. But I understood that uh, comics were, were collectible, so I tried to take care of it. But I, I read it totally out of context. I didn't know who these characters were or anything, but it um, it got my attention. They got my attention. I saw these characters. Um, they were fighting. Uh, I think it was Magneto. Magneto. Yeah, in that in that issue. Yeah. And um, I found out later uh, that there was a comic shop right down the street from where I lived. It was Choice Comics in Chula Vista, which I would go there and uh, annoy the hell out of comic book guy. <laughs> I would just sit there, and this little eleven-year-old kid with a high-pitched voice would just annoy. The I got a question about exact- Magneto. Oh yeah. <laughs> And as I would buy these uh, these comics, I would you know buy them and come back the next day and ask if they've like come up in price. You know what I mean? Because I was I was collecting I want now. Value. Yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah, that that was kind of my introduction into comics was X Men. The X Men have been probably my favorite book. I collected for a few years. I've kind of gone in and out. I, st- I collected from about 11 to about junior high. And then um, all of a sudden, collecting comics wasn't um, as cool anymore. Cool? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew that's where you're going. <laughs> exactly. But I managed to hang on to my comics even when I joined the military later. I got back into comics when I, I, I got sick and went to the hospital when I was like, I don't know, 22, 23. While I was in the hospital, I started reading the um, the new X-Men, I believe it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And the uh, and the old Ultimate Marvel line, which was a great jump on point back into comics. Oh, my God. The Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, the Ultimates was brilliant. Awesome. It got me back into comics for a couple years. And then, once again, I fell out, and I stopped collecting after a couple years. Because it, it wasn't cool again? Because <laughs> it wasn't cool, because my friends were making fun of me. And I haven't recently uh, collected comics until I started, until I, I met you, Tom. And then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I uh, started a new job, met Tom. Within a few um, days of talking comics with him, I was like, yeah, I know that I'm in the right place. I am stuck next to a guy who does not shut up about comics. I was does the 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, Michael, you want to talk comics? <laughs> exactly. He was showing me his comic cards. He was showing me his uh, sketches of Spider-Man fighting Venom. It was great. Uh, But yeah, I've always liked, you know, the comics, the movies, the TV shows, cartoons and all that. That's always stayed with me. For me, it actually started back in the fourth grade. My friend Chuck actually gave me Uncanny X-Men 121 and Avengers 159. Oh, nice. What drew me into the comics initially was like seeing the Uncanny X-Men, which at the time was like Cyclops, Colossus, Storm, Wolverine, and Nightcrawler, which is still to this day my favorite team. It's my favorite version of the X-Men. And they were fighting Alpha Flight, you know, and mm-hmm. Alpha Flight had these like totally like radical, cool costumes. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I was like in the fourth grade, I was like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. That's why you're such a fan of Alpha Flight, huh? Yes. Because yeah, it was like the first team yeah. I, you know, I read about. Yeah. I always thought Sasquatch was kind of goofy, dude. He looked kind of goofy. Dude, he's awesome. <laughs> what, what do you expect a Sasquatch to look like? He just looked too um, just too goofy. He wasn't uh, menacing enough. But he's not supposed to be menacing. He's like I, a yeah, hero. I know he's a hero. <laughs> but I don't know. He just he just um, I don't know. He kind of looked a little a little uh, like Chewbacca without the the cool factor. You know what I mean? Chewbacca. 
Chewbacca looks cool to you. Chewbacca looks cool, man. He looks He's a big brown puppet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sasquatch was like big. He had like the long arms and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I like. I guess. <laughs> I like. Uh, I like Wendigo better. I think uh, when I they saw. The same. No, Wendigo is more menacing because he's evil. Because he's evil. Is that <laughs> yeah, what it is? It's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> At the time, I was collecting whatever, like just whatever I could find. Anything I'd go around. to Seven Eleven. Would you go like cover? Like we we have the coolest cover. Usually, it was by cover. When I could, I would buy X Men because to me that was like incredible. Like I kind of associated myself to the X Men because I always felt kind of out of place, kind of nerdy. Like an outcast. Yeah, well, kind of like an outcast. Yeah. And so I was always the the whole caption thing for the X Men that says you know. This is the strangest team of all, or whatever. I always thought, well, kind of like me. I'm a one man strange yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> From there, it was just downhill. Like, I've been collecting nonstop. As you've seen, the oh, collection yeah. in this room is. Oh, dude has massive, <laughs> amounts massive. Of boxes of comics. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what got me into it. Part of the reason, like, why I thought it'd be kind of cool to do the podcast is, like you said, we met at work, we'd talk about stuff, talk about comics. If we actually started going and doing something like a podcast where one or two fans that we might have out there might give opinions about yes. stuff we're talking about. Are we fans one and two? Yeah. Yeah, we're fans <laughs> one and two. We should get that for shirts. Sure. Fans one and two. Fans one and two. Perfect. So would you consider Thor your favorite comic book character or would you consider the, uh, the X-Men as a team? The X Men definitely as a team. Like even now, even though I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing with the X Men right mm-hmm. now, I just, I reminisce too much with what I remember the X Men being. I don't know, man. I, I do the same thing. I, I reminisce with the, with the X Men team, but I, I grew up with the uh, with the blue team with Jim Lee's blue team. Yeah. But uh, that was it was really cool, man. It was a great introduction to the X Men because you were just getting all these cool new uh, villains thrown at you. And then on the gold team side, you had the whole issue with Bishop and 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 Gambit being the assassin and all. Oh my god! Yeah, are you kidding me? That was that was a good time for comics then. Cyclops was the the unquestioned uh, leader. You know what I mean? This is before all the the insecurities and the weird decisions and all the weirdness and the angst. started. Oh yeah, that was that was good. So that's what this podcast is going to be, just us reminiscing about the X-Men. Yeah, pretty that's much this cool. whole episode is just, yeah. let's talk about the X-Men. Well, I, I mean, I think that says something, that it was, the X-Men was so definitive in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it still is now, because it's still money makes for Marvel. But back then, I mean, it's, it, it, X-Men was everywhere. Like, everyone who, who collected comics yeah. knew the X-Men. Oh, absolutely. It was huge. So who would you say was your favorite character growing up? My favorite character growing up... Um, has to be an X-Men, probably. It, it is. It's, it was Gambit. It was <laughs> well, there Gambit. we go. <laughs> yeah, there was no doubt about that. I mean, Gambit had it all, man. He had a mysterious past. He was a charmer. He had an accent. He was good looking. The chicks were falling over for him. Oh, my God. He was he was everything. And he has a cool power, man. He used to throw playing cards. Yeah. And they would explode. It, well, he would charge him with kinetic energy no, first. Yeah, I guess so. That's, that's <laughs> true as well. Okay, so... He had a cool power and he had cool weapons. How about that? He had there you a go. Cool weapon, <laughs> a playing card, and throwing knives. And don't forget his staff. And his bow staff. Yeah. You know what I never understood? Would his bow always um, extend? Do you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. Because he would just pop out with it. <laughs> just. Hey, yeah. There it is. <laughs> in the cartoons, though, in remember the old uh, Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. he had that bow staff that actually extended. I guess. Yeah. I guess that wasn't such a big problem in in print, right? When you're just doing images. Yeah. But you know, when you're trying to animate something he's got to come from somewhere, come right? from somewhere. yeah exactly so yeah gambit was my favorite growing up he really um he he really got my attention he was just a really really cool character um later on wolverine was i really i really had a deep resentment towards wolverine because it always seemed like the, the x-men comics with so many good characters would 
just focus. gravitate towards yeah, yeah focus on Wolverine. To Wolverine. Every, yeah, the stories revolve around him. So I, I I've I've learned to kind of uh, let that go and just kind of accept him for the badass that he is now. But growing up, I had a, I had a pretty deep resentment for Wolverine. For me, when I was younger, it was actually Wolverine and Nightcrawler who were my favorite. Mm. Like from Uncanny X Men one twenty one, I was like, dude, this guy's pretty badass. You know, he ends up giving up and going with Alpha Flight, and then he cuts his way free. <laughs> he's an escape artist. Yeah, he's an escape artist. He just they were they swore up and down he's not going to get out, and he got away. Mm-hmm. And then for Nightcrawler, I always kind of liked how he looked. Like so, when I was younger, those those were the two that I gravitated the most. But then, like you said. Wolverine became such a cash cow for Marvel that, you know, they even did a cartoon, Wolverine and the X-Men. Yes. You know, it wasn't, it, the X-Men could not sell itself. They had to put mm-hmm. Wolverine yeah. and the X-Men. And so that kind of annoyed me. And then he was, you know, he had like 10 different titles, mm-hmm. impossible to keep up with what he was doing. Yeah. And I think they, they kind of lost some of that with Wolverine. Like when they did Origins and all that stuff mm-hmm. and they revealed his backstory. Good story, but then they gave away the whole mystery of Wolverine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of what I like. I, Good character needs a lot of mystery, man. It's when you shine a light on it and, and they lose that everything. mystery. Yeah. yeah, where it's just not as cool anymore. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Same with Gambit, too. I think they've they've shown too much of a light on his past. Like, you know, leave, leave a lot of that stuff in the dark. You know yeah. what I mean? Keep it a mystery. I like that uh, for Gambit, they associated him to the Marauders. Like, he led yeah. the Marauders yes. to the Morlocks. I like that. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's got a shady past. But you're right. They've, they've shown too bright of a light on him. Yeah. That. And that's exactly what I think they've done with the Wolverine. I'm waiting for Gambit and the X-Men yeah. to come out next. You know? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> He'll be like, I'm on that yeah. one. I'll buy it. <laughs> that, was, that one's it. Later on growing up, I gravitated towards lesser known characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought in Havoc into the X-Men. I was like, you know, here's this dude. He's kind of insecure. You know, he's always living in the shadow of his mm-hmm. brother, blah, blah, blah. And I like that because mm-hmm. I, I was like, I can kind of relate to that. You know, I'm a comic book collector. Mm-hmm. All these other people are walking around the streets and all cool and secure themselves. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I collect comics. I'm I'm kind of like Havoc yeah. without the badass power. Yeah, without the badass power. <laughs> yeah. And then um, there are other characters like Beta Ray Bill and Adam X, which mm-hmm. probably no one will even know. The whole reason I ended up liking Adam X is just for his first appearance in X-Force Annual number two. He oh, takes yes. down Cable and all of X-Force. Dude, oh, nice. what do you have against Cable, man? Cable's I badass. hate Cable. Uh, you know what? You know what the problem is? I'm not a big fan of the whole Summers family because they're all from the future. They're always really important and they all travel back <laughs> into the regular <laughs> Marvel Universe. There's a lot of um, a lot of time traveling, a lot of clones, a lot yes. of... Yeah, it's... Uh, and they all they all like don't seem to like each other, do they? Yeah, never. Yeah, exactly. You're a clone of me from the future. Yeah. Wow. I you know I never I never really considered how complicated complicated like that that the Summers that, family tree is. Yeah, because I mean yeah. it goes it goes to the uh, right. It starts with the Summers brothers, the the three Summers brothers, uh, their dad. Corsair. Corsair of the Star Jammers. Who I love. Oh, so you like Corsair and the Star Jammers, but that, that's 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 where you chop off the, uh, <laughs> that's the family stop, tree. That's stop it. Stop the family tree there. Stop right there. Yeah. You bring Havoc on and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Kick everybody else off. Yeah. You know what I found out in doing our research from um, all this, and I don't have uh, too many details, but for the longest time, Apocalypse was always like the first mutant, right? Right. So it turns out that he's not now. There was a mutant even before him. Who? Oh, I didn't wow. even know that. I just kind of saw that. Uh, while I was researching the notes for today. But yeah, that's I was a little upset about that. So let's see if anyone who actually listened might know who yeah. was before Apocalypse. <laughs> little trivia. Yeah, they're, 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 they retconned Apocalypse story too, which is 
That's dates. ridiculous, too. Yeah. All right. So uh, it was recently announced that Marvel will be launching their uh, new wave of uh, Marvel Now. I believe they announced it at the New York uh, Comic Con. So this is their second wave of their, um, I don't know, I guess it wouldn't really be a reboot, right? Because they're not really rebooting everything. They're just setting a point for uh, people to jump on. Yeah, people to jump on. So this is kind of their second jump on point. And it looks like it, they're launching it with the uh, with Avengers being their flagship title. I guess the Avengers are kind of this is the aftermath of the Infinity uh, storyline, right? And uh, Tony Stark and uh, Captain America are putting together a new team. They haven't announced the um, the lineup for this new Avengers team. Uh, and along with the Avengers, there's going to be a bunch of new um, of new titles coming new out. Titles, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I noticed that um, uh, we haven't mentioned yet, but you're also a New Warriors fan. Big New Warriors. Big New Warriors fan. I actually run NewWarriors.com. Like, I loved the original New Warriors. Like, the original 75 issues was excellent. Volume 2, good. Third volume was the one with Zeb Wells. Not good. It was, it was very comedic. Over-the-top comedy, like... There's a gorilla from Red Ghost who kisses Namorita and stuff like that. It's, oh, yeah, that, that, it's, that. it's just weird. Uh, Tom is a big Namorita fan. I, that so made I me see very him. jealous, okay? Take, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Take offense to that. The original New Warrior series, if you read it, it's like a very serious book. It's totally... Is it really, man? Because I always remember seeing New Warriors on the um, on the comic racks and just oh, they just seemed like such a goofy team, right? Like they were purposely trying to reach out to a younger audience. Oh, they, they were. They were, they were yeah. they're going for the Teen Titans feel. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Teen Titans. Feel. I, mean, I remember seeing Night Thrasher with his Robocop mask and Speedball with you know just kind of being a skinny, lanky uh, character who was kind of flying around with his like limbs flapping around everywhere. It's just, but it just it just looked a little silly. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just never caught my attention. They dealt with issues like rape. They dealt with issues with cancer, and then they had an issue where Justice, his father is like extremely abusive, mm-hmm. and Justice loses it and basically accidentally kills his father. Oh yeah. And he goes to jail for it, you know. And mm-hmm. The new warriors try to break him out, and he's like, "No, you know, I did something. He's I'm going to pay the crime." And then he ended up going to Marvel Boy to Justice after he came out. He oh, changed wow. his name. So I mean, it had like a lot of serious he issues matured. and stuff. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. So people had that perception. You look at it. Uh, who are these guys? Like, yeah. No one knows who any of these new warriors Night, are. Yeah, all... Night Thrasher used to ride a skateboard, dude. That was only for a few you issues. Lose me <laughs> if your character is riding a skateboard. <laughs> That's it. A skateboard and a nightstick, right? That was like, those were his weapons? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you lose me there. So I'd like to go back and revisit the New Warriors and check them out. Even from the the first series, I'll I'll push through the uh, skateboarding Night Thrasher. (laughs) The skateboarding Night Thrasher. And his name, too. There's nothing wrong with it. Night Thrasher, dude. Oh, my. That sounds like a name that I would have come up with when I was 11. (laughs) Totally. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> you like the name I, I too. I like the name. <laughs> yeah, all right. If he is, is he still as an adult calling himself Night Thrasher? He's dead. Oh, he's dead. Oh, see, I just feel like a jerk now, dude. See, you're oh, you're making God. fun of a dead dude. Too soon, dude. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I think we're gonna have to put a um a like a, a mark on this and come back and just maybe dedicate a, an entire, entire episode, episode to new warriors. To new warriors. Yeah, you're, man. You're basically just telling me to shut up. No, 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 no. no. I'm not telling you because it, this does. I mean, like like I said, I, I've always thought of them as a kind of a silly team. But in in talking to you, it's like, dude, there's there's a lot of depth to this yeah, team. There really was. So what do you know about this uh, about the uh, the Marvel Now version here? So the Marvel Now version is gonna have Speedball Justice. Uh, it's the only two returning characters. The new Nova. And then they have um, a few new... Uh, all the rest are new characters. Well, except for, sorry, um, Scarlet Spider, who is actually used to be Kane, is going to be on the team as well. 
Dude, yeah. really? Yeah. No Namorita this time around? No Namorita, but there is a an Atlantean person That's named right. Waterskin or something yeah. like that. Uh, or Water Snake. Water Snake, there you yeah. go. Is it, is it a she or is it a he? She. Is it a she? Oh, yeah. so they're basically replacing... Yeah, I don't know why they didn't use Namorita, because she's actually back. Mm-hmm. Um, during the Nova series, Nova gets misplaced through time and runs into a younger version of Namorita that he knew. Mm-hmm. And he knows what's about to happen. And he tries to warn her. Finally, in the end, it was like, you know what? I'm just going to take you back. And he yanks her back with him back into the regular Marvel timeline. I know I know. I say I always hate time travel. Yeah, but, but there's an case, exception, there's, okay? Yeah, there's an exception. Especially when it comes to characters that you like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. It's okay to bring them back yeah. if I love them. <laughs> Okay, one of the other titles that's launching as well is, uh, what do you want to get into, the uh, X-Factor? Yeah, we can, we can talk about X-Factor. So, I mean, along with the X-Men when I was growing up, I also jumped on the uh, the Havoc X-Factor team. I, I I read the, you know, the the first incarnation well into the Age of Apocalypse. I think the Age of Apocalypse is, is about the time that I stopped reading that first, you know. Why, Why would you stop there? You um, read it though, right? You read Age oh, of Apocalypse. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Okay. Then that's okay. That's absolutely. okay. No, <laughs> I didn't stop. At, I, I, You're like Age of Apocalypse. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and and I really regret that because you know, as as if anyone that has read X Factor, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> yeah, strong guy has a heart attack right as they're going into the Age, Age of, of Apocalypse. So I've yes. never found out. I, obviously, he's still alive. I, is he he's still alive? Right. Uh, I don't want to say anything because of the latest X Factor series. Okay. I'll leave it. I'll but he's, leave he it there. Is in the latest he's around. X- he's okay, around. Cool. So that's where I left off on uh, Strong Guy was him having a heart attack, and I never got back to Aww. see what had happened to him. But uh, yeah, I used to love the old Havoc uh, X Factor team, yeah. multiple man and Polaris and Wolfsbane and all that. That team Quicksilver. was Quicksilver, dude. They were just such a weird team. They, they were a perfect X-Men team for me. And, and I won't even call them a B-list team because I like them so much. I think that they held up that X title like perfect. And that's probably why they did another series, which you need to really read. Oh, absolutely, I will. I really didn't get into it. I had the first two issues and I was like, ah, the art doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, way, way, way later, like around X-Factor number 230, I suddenly saw Havoc and Polaris on the cover. And I was like, okay, I'm picking it up. I pick it up. Next issue, long shots in it. I was like, yes. All right. Thank you. (laughs) So I ended up getting all of them and reading them. And it was just an amazing read because Peter David Mm -hmm. is perfect writer. He knows how to humanize extraordinary character. You know what I mean? Like this dude who can just blast through walls. He can give that dude like emotions and, and make it seem real. And Peter... David's at the helm of the new one, so I'm really excited again. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not going to make the mistake and be like, yeah, the art. I'm just going to get it. <laughs> just go for it. Just go absolutely. for it. <laughs> absolutely. And guess, uh, so we don't have uh, Havoc on this team, it looks like, right? It looks like Polaris is leading the team. Yeah, Polaris looks like to be she's going to be leading the team. Havoc's last I checked is He's Uncanny Avengers. Uncanny Avengers, you're right. That's Sorry. right. But we do have uh, a Notorious Thief on the on the team. And that's probably why you're going to pick it up. Dude. <laughs> Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Gambit's on the team, which is... Um, I Actually, I think he's a, a perfect fit for, for a, an X-Factor uh, member. An imperfect character with a lot of flaws, a, a, a dodgy past. I mean, that's... That, that is X-Factor yeah, material. Yeah, totally. I man. mean, if you look at Havoc, you look at Polaris, you look at Quicksilver, they've mm-hmm. all had a really jacked up past. Oh, absolutely. Jamie Madrix, too. I mean, you can never really... Oh, man. Jamie, I mean, we can do a podcast alone. <laughs> on Multiple Man. On Multiple Man, because you never... Multiple topics about Multiple Man. <laughs> yeah, right. Multiple <laughs> podcasts. Um, yeah, you never really knew what you were dealing with with Multiple Man. And, and, and as you started getting into his dupes and, and wondering who you were dealing with and who was the, the original Multiple Man... 
it was oh dude there was so much depth there you know what i mean and especially when they did the thing where one of his dupes ends up getting the legacy virus oh yeah and then ends up dying and it's the first time any of his dupes had ever died died when he couldn't absorb them oh yeah man good stories and plus they need uh so i don't think jamie matters is going to be in this uh um i don't want to say too much uh, the last series okay but i got it i got it he's around okay. I'll, I'll just say that but i don't think he's in the new series they uh well obviously they needed a trench coat for this um <laughs> instead, of, instead of multiple team. man yeah, it's gambit absolutely they had to have the uh the duster <laughs> someone needs to have a trench coat yeah <laughs> absolutely and they got the captain trench coat himself they got yeah, gambit gambit Captain Trenchcoat, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Captain Trenchcoat and Night Thrasher, limited series, <laughs> right there. Limited series, <laughs> perfect. Uh, what else do we have on this list, man? Uh, there is the Marvel Now point one number one. Okay. And so it doesn't say too much about it, but on the cover it has Sunspot and Cannibal. I've always been a big fan of like the New Mutants, like the original run of the New Mutants. So if they're in that issue, I'll pick it up for that alone. But, you know, I don't know anything else about it. And I'm guessing if they're doing this, they're going to do... Like, there is another X-Force coming out, like, called Cable and the X-Force. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. But I'm hoping they're not going to do, like, another X-Men team, because we have, like, the Astonishing X-Men, the Amazing X-Men, the Uncanny X-Men, the All-New X-Men, X-Men without an adjective. Yeah. You know, there's enough yeah. X-Men titles. Yeah. They've even spilled over into the Avengers, man. We yeah, I know. Uncanny, uncanny yeah. Avengers. Wow. But that's always been the case though, with the X-Men. So we also have... We should save Ghost Rider to the end, man. Yeah, we'll save Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider to the end. <laughs> so I've, I never really grew up reading um, uh, Punisher. I mean, he always uh, struck me as a very cool character. Right. A very dark character. Um, but nothing ever really drew me into, you know, and I never really gave it a chance. But Punisher is moving from New York to to L.A., which is a really, really, I think a really cool spin. We, I mean, for the most part, Marvel characters have been focused on, you know, on the East Coast, on New right. York, uh, with the exception of a few teams. We had, like, the Avengers West Coast. It's in the name. Yeah, yeah. Actually going to, um, to the West Coast sounds like it would be uh, pretty interesting. For me, it's always been about who's writing him. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, uh, just as Punisher himself, I've never really sold on it. Mm-hmm. But certain writers can do a really good take on him, like, you know, really make him a good, vengeful person. Mm-hmm. I like it when they do more with him. Yeah. yeah. When they get uh, deep into Castle Slate. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've always I've always known Punisher as the guest star in comics, yes. right? So when Spider-Man or Daredevil or whatever, they're running around and they happen to run into the Punisher and, and duke it out with them and disagree with them. And, and, and then he goes. Uh, you, you, know, know, you know what I'd like to point out real quick right now? Night Thrasher. Mm-hmm. fought the Punisher in the oh, New dude. Warriors just so you know who won uh, it was even it was, even? It was pretty much really? even yeah okay uh, so yeah I think I'll, I, might, I might pick up that Punisher in LA it's coming out in February uh, that seems like a pretty cool give him a new surrounding kind of give him a you know a, a new stomping ground and we're on the west coast too so that's pretty cool it's yeah. kind of weird to see him out of his element you know these the big high rise buildings where he, yeah where he takes like sniper points and stuff that's like the classic Punisher images yeah that's always the, the cover like, yeah exactly <laughs> that sniping uh, position so it's going to be weird to see him in LA but sounds cool so you want to you want to talk about Ghost Rider now dude or do, no, is there anything I, else? I got a list here dude go I, I want to go through this Marvel Now thing go okay go for it so let's talk about Inhumans number one okay so first of all Matt Fraction is writing it mm-hmm and he's not a bad writer. He's done some good stuff, but overall, not my style of writing. Uh, he did an X-Men run that I didn't care for. He did um, Defenders, which I really, really didn't like. I only read like the first issue of Defenders, and mm-hmm. I was done. But, but why? Why is that? So I'm a big fan of Defenders. Yeah. I have a whole run. 
Um, the way he wrote Doctor Strange it just didn't do it for me. Like the whole first issue kind of focused on Doctor Strange and just seemed so completely out of character. Mm -hmm. I was like, this does not come across as Doctor Strange to me. This comes across as some young magician dude who's like banging this college chick. Mm -hmm. And that's how that's literally how it starts. It is set in like the like, modern. Yeah, you know, really. He, he had his gray stripes in his hair and all that. Stuff. No. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't blame Doctor Strange for you know, getting some strange. Yeah, absolutely. So hard on the guy, man. And this this is a pretty big um this is a pretty big series right i mean this is kind of going to be the like the focal point of of, of marvel kind yeah, of yeah the next forward. wave thing yeah so it's going to be interesting man I'll, I'll pick up the first issue definitely and check it out and then we can uh, gripe about it together the other thing that they have coming out the all new invaders oh right so they're bringing back the uh the world war 2 era of yeah yeah but they're going to modernize it so yeah. it's captain america winter soldier mm -hmm. the original human torch the original human torch explain okay that's right go ahead and then namor and then namor instead of fighting Nazis, now they're going to fight the Kree who want to have an Asgardian army. And I'm like, why Why do the Kree yeah. need an Asgardian army? Like, the Kree have army? all this technology. Yeah. Are you? I mean, are you going to be picking it up? Are you going to be checking it out? Uh, you know, I'll probably pick up the first issue. Mm -hmm. Like, I like picking up number one, mm -hmm. seeing if it's worth it. But You wouldn't even give, the, like, the, the art, you know, a, a, a like, kind of flesh it out a little bit? Usually I can tell with the first <laughs> issue. If you're going to hate it or yeah, like well, it. The initial concept of it, I'm already not sold on. Like, how are these four people fighting the creek? Yeah, I mean, this isn't doesn't really strike me as a, a powerhouse team, right? Yeah, exactly. And I know a lot of it is there. It's Captain America, who has a movie coming out, and Winter Soldier, who is also in the new Captain America movie. So I get why they're combining these two. Mm -hmm. And apparently Winter Soldier, for whatever reason, a lot of people like. I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not a fan. No. So, no. I like him better as Bucky. Yeah. Leave the leave, leave dead. Leave dead. <laughs> and that was another thing. I think that was Ed Brubaker also who brought in Winter Soldier and was like, this is the title that's going to mm -hmm. shake Captain America. Mm -hmm. And it was, they basically re retconned the whole mm -hmm. Bucky didn't die thing. He does that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apparently it does. But I mean, I thought the, the reaction was pretty was kind of positive around the Winter Soldier. It, it is. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm like the lone lone guy that doesn't like him okay i'm i'm the one guy holding the sign in front of marvel yeah, <laughs> yeah. soldier you know leave bucky dead, <laughs> leave bucky dead. Yeah. i think uh, what part of already like made me not like winter soldier is i was a huge fan of um, captain america's sidekick nomad i actually really liked nomad. nomad oh i know exactly who nomad is you yeah. know oh god you like that dude i remember the dog the bounty hunter mullet with the yeah, big oakley the oakley's yes i remember looking at the guy and just thinking like Oh, dude, just totally judging a book by its cover, dude. Back then, that's that's what people look like. You know, people had the long trench coat. <laughs> I didn't Oak, like that. Oakley was huge and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, One of the things that Winter Soldier did to prove his loyalty... Kill Nomad? Was kill Nomad. Sweet. So he went up to Nomad, shot him in the back, and threw him in a trunk. And, and then, threw him in a trunk? <laughs> he did. He threw him in the back of this car trunk and then just really? left him there. Yeah. This this wasn't how the Nomad series ended, was it? No. He had his own. he's had his own ongoing series. Yeah, he had his own ongoing series. This happens somewhere in Captain America. All right, and then let's talk about all-new X-Men 22.now. Okay. So the all-new X-Men, it, it's an enjoyable read. It's the one sure. where they've brought the original X-Men back yeah. into the regular Marvel Universe, mm -hmm. right? And they're 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 branding this all-new X-Men 22.now as a good jumping point to jump on. Mm -hmm. So you mean to tell me, you're a new comic book <laughs> reader, you're a new comic yeah. book reader, you pick this up, you're reading it, there's this team of X-Men that are all young, yeah. like teenagers, yeah, absolutely. and then there's this other team of X-Men who are there, but they're adults. They're Yeah, they're old and haggard, and they're like burnt out. Yeah, burnt and, out, and really, yeah. really bitter about they've everything. All, they've each died at least twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah. 
So it's basically about how they come back and they're going to put Jean Grey, now mm-hmm. that she's back, mm-hmm. on trial. On trial. Yeah. How is that a good jumping oh, point? Oh, that's a great <laughs> jumping point. You I'm got like right on board with it. <laughs> you got so many different versions of them. Yeah. And then you're you're referencing something that happened as the Dark Phoenix like a long time ago. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a good jumping point. Well, the well the one thing that I, I I am on board with, right? It's like okay, you've done it. You've brought back the original X Men team into a current storyline, and there is something that you do need to address. Is like, oh, it looks like the host of the Phoenix is back. That has to have universal ramifications right because all of a sudden she's back in your timeline and prancing around as a teenager and it's something that you have to address it is gonna you know uh, send ripples throughout the universe it's like hey the original host is back I wouldn't say that's a good jump on point. No. There, oh, no. That's a terrible <laughs> jump on point. So Black Widow is getting her own series. And normally I'm not a huge Black Widow fan. I don't mind when she shows up. You don't, you don't think she can uh, hold up her own title without a lot of uh, supporting characters coming in? I think it depends on what they do. I think if they do the whole spy routine, I think it might do well. Mm-hmm. You know what I but mean? they got to stick to that spy routine. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, how long do you do the spy routine yeah. for? How long does that last? Mm-hmm. If they do the spy thing, I'm, I'm on board with it. And I'm sure it's probably because Scarlett Johansson made Black Widow very popular. Oh, absolutely. Well, what do you think of Scarlett Johansson's uh, interpretation of Black Widow? Um, no I, accent? I didn't mind. I didn't, didn't mind, mind the no accent. But I thought she did a great version. Sure, I never considered it. I mean, she is a super spy. You know, if a super spy can't lose her accent, her accent. or can't adapt her accent to her surroundings. All right, man. You just, you just, I mean, that, that did initially kind of bug me a little bit. But you know what? You're right, dude. That's exactly right. She is a one of the, you know, top spies uh, on Earth, man. And then what else? We got Wolverine. Another Wolverine title coming yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, but this time it's, it's the mm-hmm. cover. It's Wolverine holding a gun. Yeah. Why? Why does Wolverine need a gun? Is he taking notes from Winter Soldier? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna go pop dudes in the back. Yeah. 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 I thought that was pretty lame too. Like, you know what? He's Wolverine. Just epitomizes badass. You don't need to make him any more badass. No... Dude. Don't worry about it. He's good. He has claws. He's already yeah. a weapon. He's there. Yeah. He's already he's a there. living weapon. Why does he need a gun? <laughs> Doesn't make him not... any more threatening. Dude, would you be uh, more comfortable with Wolverine holding like one of those big giant cable size guns? Cable size, the yeah, like, 90s gun with yeah. a bunch of bags. Absolutely, <laughs> with the pouches. And then let's see, Fantastic Four is being relaunched again. And I get it, Fantastic Four has always kind of been like a Marvel staple. They've always been around. Yeah. They're like the, the family. But they've, they've never been able to pick up um, traction with me, man. I don't know. Definitely one of those where it's like they've had such a super long history and it's right. only four. They can't add members. I mean, they have before in the past, but you're locked into four members. It's in your damn team name. It's in your team you name. Can't, you can't grow them. <laughs> you can try to change them out, but it's they're not, you, you can add other characters and try to call them the Fantastic Four, but it's not. I can never identify with any other characters. There, there was none where I was like, yes, that yeah. character. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It, it, I, I don't, I can't see like what you can do with these characters that would make them like new or interesting. You know, you try, you kill, you kill them off every once in a while and then bring them back. Bring them but, back. Yeah. We also have a new Miss Marvel coming out. Brand new character. So it's not uh, Carol Danvers. Danvers? Not yeah. Carol Danvers anymore. Nope. What? Because apparently Carol is now called Captain Marvel. Yeah, she's and Captain she Marvel. she has a new series coming out as well okay. called Captain Marvel. So she took on, uh, she got promoted to Captain? Yeah, apparently. She took up the name, whatever, yeah. in like July of 2012. So Miss Marvel, what's her um, uh, what's her powers? The new one, I don't know. Do you have a superhero name? Miss Marvel. I think someone already has it. No, trust me. And then what else we got? She Hulk is coming out with a new title. I don't know if you ever read like her previous series. It's usually very tongue in cheek humor, and they're saying that's what they're doing with this one again. So you know what would always um, kind of bug me about uh, like 
uh, characters like She-Hulk, man, especially uh, female characters in Marvel, is like they focus a lot on on, on relationships and, and yeah. You know, just because you have a female character, man, doesn't mean you know you have to pull her into like the dating scene. The dating scene, <laughs> dude. Like put her in badass situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know. I've I've never really given She-Hulk too much of a shot, but when I have seen her. Or when I have read her in, you know, in, in, in crossovers and stuff, and I've had to go dip into her issues. Uh, a lot of talking, a lot of uh, lawyering. Yeah. It's like, what dude, is- let her smash. And then another one coming out, Winter Soldier. Blam, in the back. Yeah. Can't get over it. It was over like 10 years it's- ago. I'm still bitter. Nothing nomad, dude. Get over it. <laughs> I'm very, very bitter. <laughs> and we got- I don't think anybody shed a tear. I'm telling you, I, I am the guy who holds the uh, flame for all the like lesser-known characters, <laughs> man. Um, what else we got? We got X-Force coming out. A brand new X-Force. So they're going to keep the Uncanny X-Force running and then have the X-Force as well? Yep. What? what? Really? But looking at the sample of it, like I looked at the cover, the art alone did not grab me. And I couldn't even tell who half the team was. I, I could just tell Cable in the front and uh, I think like Domino. Fatimax, Domino. Oh, yeah. So I, I kind of started looking at kind of the darker X-Force where it was like, they were like spec ops, right? Yeah, so Cyclops right. formed them. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when, what the timeline was when they formed them, but they formed them to do the, the dirty darker, work. the dirty yeah. work. There you yeah. go. And then once they weren't needed anymore, uh, Cyclops disbanded them. But Wolverine said, uh, I don't like Cyclops. Yeah. So we're going to keep and this team going. the whole schism or whatever that thing is called. The schism? The schism. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sounds so dirty. You got schism all over yeah. you. Popped <laughs> <laughs> all over your face. <laughs> I guess that was what X-Force kind of evolved into. Yeah. And now, so we have two X-Force yeah, we will have two X-Force teams running around. So is is, is, um, is Psylocke still on one of these teams? Yeah, she's on Uncanny X-Force Uncanny right X-Force. Is this the team that Spirals on as well? Yes. Is that, that okay? That's the one. Hmm. Yep. And like I said, it's a, it's a good read because it's an unusual set of characters. you got like Psylocke, Spiral, Storm, and Pop from Alpha Flight. Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why I picked it up. It was my super Psylocke and Spiral. Gotcha. I heard that they were going to be in it. Yeah. I'm a huge, um, I love Longshot and the mm-hmm. whole Spiral oh, Mojo absolutely. universe and oh, all that. Dude, yeah, so, we should do a, a podcast on that. Just the Mojo universe yeah. issue. Heck yeah. We also have Avengers Undercover. First, I have to say that's a really, really bad title. Like, yes. Avengers Undercover. Terrible. Like, I like Secret Avengers, and I thought that's where they could have gone. Yeah. But apparently, they're going to do another Secret Avengers oh, also. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, you got to note that, too. Yeah. But I like the concept of Avengers Undercover. It's pretty much the opposite of Thunderbolts. Whereas Thunderbolts, you had these villains posing as heroes. Mm-hmm. This time, it's going to be heroes posing as villains to try to get into the Masters of Evil. Oh. So it's kind of like the whole flip. Because okay. it was originally the Masters of Evil mm-hmm. posing as heroes for Thunderbolts. So the, the, the Undercover title then does make a little more sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I thought, why don't they just call it Masters of Evil? That's kind of a pretty cool yeah. title. It kind of gives a whole concept of what's happening. I mean, I get it. You want it to come off the shelves, right? So when you're walking by it, you see an Avengers title, oh, yeah. you pick well, it up. And it has a bigger probability of getting picked up picked as, up. Important, yeah. as opposed to like Masters of Evil. Let's see what else we got. Captain Marvel, as I said, she's going to have her own series. I'm looking forward to that. And then we also have Silver Surfer, who never really been sold on as like a solo character. Uh, yeah, it's, it's... You know what I mean? He's a tough sell, man. Yeah. He's a really tough sell. I mean, the concept is cool. They can do it on a surfboard. That's yeah, cool to you? That's, no. I'm talking about the background of him being Galactus' uh, Herald. Galactus' Herald, yeah, it's very cool. And kind of breaking out of that role and uh, finding himself. That's pretty cool. But, I mean, see such a hard sell without having to reiterate where uh, he's coming from, you know, every single time you relaunch it and then develop his character past right. that. It's it's tricky, man. I've tried to jump onto some Silver Surfer and it's can not do it. Yeah, I like it when he appears in titles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like when he's appeared in Fantastic Four. No. Usually good, like mm-hmm. for that couple of parents 
or even when he was on the original Defenders team, mm-hmm. it was good because you know he had all these people to work off of. Mm-hmm. I just Silver Surfer by himself. I don't know. I mean, now you have the internet. You know what's happening in you know uh, in the future. You know what story arcs are coming up. They announce things. But I mean, back in the day when you saw the Silver Surfer coming, you knew what was following right behind him, right and that you know it's gonna be a, yes. It was like holy crap, the Silver Surfer showing up. It's time to get you know what I mean. It's like, time to get real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> things are cool. about to get serious. Yeah. Right now. So. So you like basically Soul Surfer because he's a Herald of Galactus. Yeah, for the most part. That's I mean that's I would like to point out Night Thrasher was a Herald of Galactus. Was he? No, no, really? I'm just kidding, not just kidding. He's gonna say, dude. <laughs> no, but you know who was? <laughs> who you know was who that? was that you probably don't know? Who? Dazzler. Really? Dazzler no was way. a Herald of Galactus for an issue uh, within the Dazzler series. No way. Yeah. How was, did they handle that? It was not good. I can't see but her. she's got that title. Yeah. Former Herald of Galactus. Normally, as you That's put on me. a resume, <laughs> I, I kind of uh, heralded for a Galactus for a while. Right. Floated yeah. around in space <laughs> yeah. with my roller skates. You know, back then, she had a roller skate still. Oh, no. Was with she the, really on roller skates? Yeah, with the glitter. And no, the, I mean, like, floating around space yeah. with her roller skates instead of a surfboard. Yeah, that was... Dude, Galactus. What are you doing, man? Well, apparently, likes people use like some kind of mobility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, it's part of the uh, application, dude. Do you have yeah. your own transportation? Transportation. I need you to be flying around. Space. Yes. Roller yeah. skates, surfboard, acceptable. Rose, perfect. <laughs> Done. And then another one we have coming up is Electra. I can see Marvel seeing so much potential in her that she's kind of made the transition. Kind of like Punisher, right? Yeah. He came out as a villain. They said, oh, you know, there's potential with this dude. A lot of people like him. Exactly. When they turn him into the anti-hero. I guess Elektra does kind of have that. that she has a fan base yeah, also. she does have that kind of spin as well. I could see that. And then next we have Iron Patriot. Now, maybe I'm missing something, but why would he take up the name Iron Patriot? Because he wants to clear up the name that Norman Osborn messed up. Well, I mean, I, I can see that with War Machine. Right. The the U.S. was in a very, very different position there. We were kind of naive to war and what's actually going on. You know, on, on a more political scale, on a more global scale, having a weapon and also a superhero that represents the government going around calling himself war machine, how that could be a little bit uh, politically incorrect. And I, I, I kind of like that spin where he, he goes from being uh, the war machine to being the Iron, Iron Patriot, Patriot, right? So nothing changes. You just spray painted an American flag yeah, on this guy. Changed, changed the color of the armor. And he said, "Oh, he's and I'm a new guy. He's okay. He's yes. not War the, Machine was kind of offensive, but now he looks like the American flag. Yeah. He's not a. He's he used to be a baby killer, but now, <laughs> but now he he's is, okay. Yes, now he is the Iron Patriot. Yeah. Look, we put new decals on him. <laughs> he's pretty sweet. He used to be Captain Scud Missile. Uh, Scud Missile. Yeah, that seemed to me like it. When, if I were a new comic book reader and I'm looking at the shelf and I see a title called War Machine and I see one called Iron Patriot, yeah. I can tell you I'm going to pick up War Machine before I pick up Iron Patriot. Yeah, but I think I think that that's just kind of um, taken off of the whole um, the Iron Man the movies, right? Where enough people know who the Iron Patriot is now that but War Machine was an Iron Man too. Right, right. So why would they? Why would they change it? Yeah. Because Iron Patriot was like in the third one, but then... they need to sell toys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sell toys—that is very, very possible. Just—it's more doing... toy friendly. Like yeah. mom won't be so upset about War Machine. <laughs> War <being> Machine. Bought. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're doing the old um, like '80s Hasbro uh, mentality. Mentality. Right? Just re-sticker them and rename them. Whoop, put them out. A whole another guy <laughs> right there. Yeah. Is there a um, a, a deeper storyline than that? That so far, that's what they're broadcasting it as. He wants to basically clear up the name Iron Patriot. Mm-hmm. So now Rhodey's going to go out and uh, clear up. Uh, he's got to keep that going. Absolutely. 
And then the last one that they have is Secret Avengers. And to me, this is basically S.H.I.E.L.D. It's got Hawkeye, who I love. And then they got Spider-Woman. She's all over the place now Mm -hmm. because some writer at Marvel really loves her. We have uh, Black Widow, who, you know, she has her own series also, now going to be on this team. And then who do we have? Oh, sorry. There's one more. Two more. Nick Fury Jr., who I actually like. That storyline was really, really cool. Did you ever read that one? No, no. There's Nick Fury Jr.? Yeah. So Nick Fury, um, apparently at some point, got a woman pregnant who's african-american mm-hmm. oh nice so they worked it into uh, yeah they worked regular it into regular marvel, marvel. Continu- oh yeah beautiful he's actually got the whole patch thing just like samuel jackson samuel jackson too. dude they did that really they did that it's they a good story to... okay it's okay. a really good story i won't knock it so now they have wow dude. yeah the last member who do you think it is um we're talking about street level avengers here right yeah sure that's what uh, we're talking about the street team he's never gonna guess uh, Venom? I don't know. Agent Phil Coulson. Oh, wow. You know what? He's actually going to be you, a member of the team. <laughs> when you first brought this thing up, I was going to say Phil Coulson. Actually. I was going to bring him up. Because <laughs> at the beginning where I said S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, exa- that's exactly that's why. Pretty that's much exactly. what it is. Okay, so Phil Coulson. So they, how have they been uh, using Phil Coulson in, in the regular Marvel? I mean, have they been doing a good job? Cause he's, I've never actually even read a comic with him in it. Think he's ever been used in the comic? I think he's about to be introduced, or maybe they've introduced him somewhere in the Avengers. I, I don't think so. There's like 50 Avengers title, like X Men yeah. titles. So I don't follow all of them yeah. anymore. But you know what, man? I'm actually glad to see that Agent Phil Coulson has made it into the, the comics. Comic, yeah, comic continuity. I'm okay with that. It's pretty cool. So that's all we have for the Marvel now. No, there isn't. Are you kidding me? What? Ghost Rider? Oh, we're not going to talk about Ghost Rider. <laughs> The uh, the white elephant, dude. <laughs> I forgot ele- all about the it. Elephant in the room, right here, man. So Your Ghost thoughts. Rider, uh, they're relaunching Ghost Rider, and again, Ghost Rider is another one of these um, Punisher kind of has the look, the awesome look. I mean, a flaming skull, skull biker Bones. on a motorcycle, uh, whipping a chain around in the pen and stare. I mean, you just cannot go wrong I with agree. Ghost Rider, uh, but you can though. Now, you can though. Now, with Marvel now, now you can. <laughs> so the Ghost Rider has lost the motorcycle. There's a new uh, new host. He gets a new host, a gentleman by the name of Robbie Reyes. I'm not sure that we know too much about Robbie, but uh, Robbie has a sweet car, uh, apparently. I cannot say enough things about how much I dislike the idea of him being in a car. My favorite version of the Ghost Rider was um, when Johnny Blaze and Ghost Rider split mm-hmm. during the whole Midnight Suns thing. Oh, yes. There you go. Them taking Ghost Rider off the bike, I don't like that idea. He, is he going to be, is he going to have a topless car? Because his, his head's going to be on fire. <laughs> yeah. Burning the inside of my car. Burning the inside of his car. And Dude. then, like you said earlier, um, when we were discussing before we started recording, you know, swinging that chain around. That's yeah. part of, you know, he's on his motorcycle, he takes that chain, swings it around. Is he How be, are you going to do that in a car? Is he going to be hanging out the side window, like, <laughs> whipping like his chain around? Are you, what are you going to do there? I hope they, if he does, I hope they include a scene where he gets in his car and then, like, takes the time to roll down his window. <laughs> so, yeah. It's going to be an older car, right? It's it has be to be. Car. It has to be. I can't see him being, like, in a modern car, dude. They would totally. He's in a pre. Yes. Yeah, in a Prius, <laughs> gas efficient. That'd be perfect, dude. That'd be so oh. perfect right there. Now, now we're talking. See, for and, the environment, yeah. you know, <laughs> environmentally conscious. <laughs> Ghost Rider is very green. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that first cover where they show him like in a car and he's in like a, all yeah. angry and driving. Yeah, yeah. 
That'll be his first villain. Road uh, rage. A road rage. <laughs> that's and 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 then it's gonna be him in traffic. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets traffic. angry. Yeah, he can't, can't split, cut through the cars can't like I used to. Split traffic now. No, no, he's got to wait. That <laughs> uh, would be so bad, dude. Ugh. But you know what? I'll check it out. Okay, so yeah, that was that was it for the uh, the next wave of the Marvel now. Marvel, Marvel now. now. Marvel, Marvel now. now. Thank you for listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. We'll hope you join us next time as we continue to discuss all things comic book related. And until then, make mine Marvel. And see. And independent. Don't forget to check us out at comicreliefpodcast.com or you can visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast or go to our YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast podcast and finally there is our twitter page which is twitter.com forward slash comic relief podc i'd like to give a special shout out to travis richards who did the music for the comic relief podcast visit his website at www.travisarichards.com